0: Citizens of the Verse, today is March 29th, 2953, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and tonight, as always, I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Aurora Superfan himself, Seagard Olsen. Hello, Seagard.
1: It is me, extra special.
0: <laughs>
1: I am Skyguard Seaguard ES
0: And uh, back with us for another episode It's been a little bit, but um, good to have you back Skyguard, hello Skyguard
2: Thank you, happy to be here I've moved to the city everybody might insist is Grim Hex in real life
0: Las Vegas uh-huh. Los Angeles, huh? Yeah, Vegas
1: <laughs> Vegas <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: We certainly think that over here <laughs> in our city. <laughs> We're like, oh, look at those LA people. <laughs> so I guess you'll be going to CitizenCon, huh?
3: hmm
0: That's good. Excellent. Well, um, we have an interesting show tonight. Um, I think, you know, for starters, why don't we kick it off as we usually do? What have you been up to this past week? Skyguard, what have you been doing this past I week? I've
2: been playing Star Citizen, uh, reading books, trying to salvage. Um, I did a little bit of hauling. Um, yeah, mostly it's been trying to get the cargo grid and the uh, to be recognized by the sales terminal and getting stuff to latch to it properly in the back of the full <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I hear you. How about you, Mr. Seagard? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I know some of it because I was around for some of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all on points doing the salvage together in the reclaimer, Mm -hmm. which was that was a blast. Um, and then, uh, also did you know uh, quite a bit of uh, a few hauling missions, both in my alternate character and in my primary, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know. Tried the um, Hull-A a few times. You know, works. I mean, it works very, very well. Uh, it's a good size, and it's useful, and it carries it, you know, lets you carry some gear. It's been fun. Um, and also, the, uh, believe it or not, the Aurora CL and ES. So the CL, I found, is really useful for things like medical um, supplies and stuff. The small quantities, you, you, know, you know, you can only sell in limited amounts. It's perfect. You get like six SCU, and you can usually sell it. So, I found it to be very reliable and and uh, very good. So, it's been a fun week.
0: Excellent. Um, sorry, I just <clears throat> I had a frog in my throat. Um, yeah, I, I had fun. I mean, granted, our our reclaimer op was less than ideal slash <laughs> a complete disaster. Did, did we suffered a thirty k on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seaguar uh, and I twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, surprisingly, the easiest
1: part of that one was getting out of New Babbage. <laughs> uh, or- Orison, Orison. Or- or- Orison, that's, that's right, Orison, which actually, uh, out of Orison, and that was actually, went smoothly.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had a um, lot of elevator issues with so... the, the, the Reclaimer's elevator was... Uh, chaotic to say the least
2: yeah i I saw someone saying that they thought that it might be because an elevator is considered a ship within a ship with the reclaimer or something
0: yeah because it it, every time you kind of travel on it it says that you're you left the ship they got to figure that out if they're gonna you know act like it's a meaningful (coughs) (coughs) excuse me airball I'm deaf now. (laughs) I think our audience is too. (laughs) Yeah, microphone works. (laughs) (laughs) Testing, testing, cough two, three. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then besides that, you know, I did, um, I had some time where I couldn't hang out with everybody that I was solo. Salvaging, which was quite fun. I really enjoyed um, just going out there you know, in the middle of the space, and I'm really just uh, salvaging some of those scraps. I'm up to about 800,000 now, so I'll be over a million before um, before long, uh, which is good.
1: I even had fun. You know, I did a little bit of salvaging just with the uh, pyro tool um, hanging off the back mm-hmm. of my cutter with one of the sheets, and that was pretty fun. I mean, it kind of had to exercise, you know, loading the pyro tool up with an entry empty cartridge and, you know, utilizing it and then exchanging it for a new one. And then I had to run over mm-hmm. and get one out of uh, out of uh, Drow's uh, or uh, ship to, you know, use again. And then I realized, oh, it comes out full, so I couldn't use that. <laughs> so I had to mm-hmm. go buy some. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun.
0: Excellent. Um, so last week we had already talked about Inside Star Citizen in last week's episode. So today we'll jump to um, Star Citizen Live of last week. And that one was pretty interesting. They had the members of the Montreal team on. I think they were part of the locations team, if I'm not mistaken. And they were talking about quite a few things. They had mentioned, you know, they were talking about the underground facilities again um, one of the big challenges that they face is um, trying to actually match up the above ground structure with the below ground structures so that you're not getting light and, and sound permeating through. Yeah. Um, they also talked a lot about the fact that they're working on things like more space clinics, Lauraville updates, um, additional race tracks, uh, as well as other points of interest for Stanton. <clears throat> Uh, in an upcoming ISC, they're going to show us more about Laurelville 2.0. Um, the team mentioned that underground facilities and building interiors are going quite well, and a lot of the, the progress on the two are tied together uh, and related. Jaron did mention, I think, because a lot of times you know people hear that this team's so focused on Stanton, you know, he wanted to reiterate that doesn't mean work's not being done on Pyro. Not everybody works on all parts of the game. Um, this team's just really here to help continue to build out our existing system, which is great. Um, they mentioned how um, all the landing zones will receive a, a polish pass and update um, in the long run. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with building interiors. Um, they talked about how. A lot of that stuff will be featured in an upcoming ISC called um, 3.2, uh, 3.20. So we'll see if that's 3.20 like the patch. Sounds like it. Um, and then they also <laughs> talked about wanting to balance the ability to fly through cities not while not allowing people to land just anywhere. So that's why they added a lot of those rooftop landing pads. Uh, the second half of the show was actually their talent acquisition manager. So someone who does what I do for a living, which is nice, except he's internal. Um, you know, they talked about how much talent acquisition embeds in the business, how, um, you know, he's been there for 700 hires. Um, typically at any given point in time, they have 20 different critical roles that they're focused on uh, that they need to fill. And they mentioned about the team of seven. Um on the on the talent acquisition team as well so that was star citizen live um skyguard did you get a chance to um watch the episode
2: star citizen live no but isc was absolutely amazing especially the oh. track yes, it
0: stuff. well what you know considering you didn't you weren't here <clears> last <throat> week to talk about it what were your thoughts on on that those updates i am really
2: excited for it man and the ability to pull components as something I was was expecting maybe a year or two from now, not something being mm-hmm. so quickly. Um, yeah. I didn't I think thought it we would gonna be gonna tied be in see- with
0: the engineering stuff, not. Yeah,
2: same here. Um, I thought we would suddenly we'd be seeing maybe the first glimpse of it maybe sometime in November or around or just after uh, con. Yeah, definitely so a pleasant
0: it's, surprise. It's,
2: very pleasant surprise. Especially for somebody like me who's playing on doing the salvage side of stuff, so you guys go out and shoot up ships and I'm there to put
0: you back together. There you go. Excellent. Um Seagard, what did you think? Did you see the Star Citizen Live or catch any yeah, yeah
1: I did. Um I watched it and I, I I thought it was very good. Um you know, I it was one I, of the better I,
0: ones, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and and you know, it's funny, I took you know, I took the impression away that they were definitely concerned that people think there's not enough getting done. And they were, you know, they were, you know, kind of, kind of, I don't say bragging, but they kept putting out the, you know, the, the thing that says, you know, we're almost ready for this and this is coming sooner than you think. And, you know, I, you know, again, I, I am, uh, They talked about how they like the interior team and and uh, and the outside team that you know they have this this stuff that is repeatable. Now they just got to go and make more versions of the modules, right? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they have the mechanism working like they do in space stations, is my under my impression. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they have to just make more of the stores or whatever they're going to have in there, so they get more variety. Um, uh, and, and it sounds like there's people working on those, right? It, it um, so it kind of, it was kind of a positive thing. Um, and, and I definitely have the impression between star citizen live and the, uh, what's the, what's the, sh- the, the other show, um, inside star, inside, star citizen. Star citizen. inside star citizen that I think we got some stuff coming up fairly quick between, um. I think in April and May, we're going to see some stuff dropping that's going to be kicking our butts and we're going to have a good time with it. Um, I really do.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I Like I said, I thought it was good. I think it just continues to reinforce the Montreal teams focused on a lot of cool stuff that we're going to benefit across right. the short term as well as, you know, the long term. And I think, I think they're doing a lot of work to populate out right. our play space in a way that's quick, but at the same time can be a lot more tailored. You know, I think especially for um, the plants that we have now, but I'm sure even in the future, for the most part, a lot of the buildings follow a similar architectural style. You know, there might be a lot of variation, but that means that, you know, right. there's a ability to sort of, quickly spin up interiors while at the same time, when you add in new systems that have different sort of architectural styles, then you don't have to create the tool to create the interior. You create the components of those interiors and those, I think the main thing that, that, that I've noticed that they're focused on a lot is make the basic and then create custom overlays well that's um,
1: they've mentioned that in the past that like a style guide has mm-hmm. you know multiple types of lines like they might have a zigzag line and mm-hmm. in one case that zigzag line might represent steel girders big mm-hmm. steel girders in another case it might be shrunk down to be the trim on the roof of a building yeah and you know and then they can change the color of that depending on you know where they are and everything else but i it sounded as if they're building the gray box, but they know the overlays are going to go on them. Like they're, they're no longer building the assembly line. They're working the assembly line.
0: Yeah. What I, yeah. And then they're, then they're adding in new pieces to the assembly lines to create new things. Right. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Very good stuff. Um, You know, and certainly I appreciate talent acquisition. If you ever need help, reach out to geeky. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, it's just my company has a a really solid gaming uh team right now, but it's a, a small team and they're just like killing it with some other gaming companies right now. And uh I think they would do a really good job cuz you know, my company's UK and US, so we have that ability to work both. But it doesn't matter. It's okay. More about the podcast instead. <laughs> um I can always reach out to the guy from the episode and be like, hey, saw you on Star Citizen (laughs) Live. Um, uh, So this week, um, we have a new Inside Star Citizen tomorrow. It's an entire Sprint Report episode. Learn about everything from spaceships to planets to coffee machines and more. Um, So I'm very excited about that. Those are always great. It is the last episode of the sort of quarter. So they'll go Mm -hmm. on hiatus for three or four weeks. And then um, they have not announced the Star Citizen Live guest yet. So um, we're waiting to see that.
1: Well, I'm excited about this one, too, because I know that a couple episodes back, we looked at how a lot of things align near the end of March, beginning of April. They're mm-hmm. finishing right i'm really kind of seeing i want to see how well they did on that because if they did it's going to foretell that it may it may foretell that we're going to have even more stuff coming than we thought so
2: yeah
0: here's hoping yes yeah. if it if it's um, chris
2: it won't be 20 minutes it'll be two hours
0: <laughs> yeah, be. well, we know it won't be Chris, that's for sure, because it's usually edited snippets. But they're yeah. usually, usually those episodes are pretty close to like, they're usually anywhere from like fifteen to twenty minutes long.
1: Now, I I wonder. Um, I I suspect the guest will be the one who addresses three eighteen, the, the the rollout. I suspect that's what it'll be. I mean, oh Friday. Yeah, I, I think I mm. think whoever the special guest is this week that's gonna be the, the point of it is to explain Maybe. what they did I mean because the only person who's really acknowledged it on video is um Jared Jared right and you know what a lousy position for him to have to do but that I guess that's part of the social outreach right so yeah and I thought he did a good job of it and uh you know it is what it is right yeah um, so you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. It, it may be Chris, uh, but I, I would mean, maybe who's head of who's head of operations right now?
0: I would expect if it wasn't Chris, the, if it were about three eighteen rollout, it'd be Todd Pappy. Probably that's what I
1: was thinking. That's what I was thinking too.
0: But I don't. I personally don't need to know any more about that. I don't either. I think I think we're at a okay spot. Yeah. Um, And actually, that leads us to the next section, which is 3.18.1 is in PTU. Correct. Um, However, we just got an update from Zylo today on Alpha 3.18 testing. Did you see that, Seagard? I did not. What was it? Oh, so I will go through it. That's new for you. It was about 11 a.m. today. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It is, uh, hello, everyone. We would like to share an update regarding our plans for the upcoming 3.18 patch releases. Following through discussions with our publishing and development teams, we've made the decision to implement a fundamental change to our testing process with the objective of shortening the delivery time to live. In order to increase our efficiency and remain on schedule for Alpha 319, we will be conducting conducting simultaneous release management of both the 318.1 and 3.18.2 patches. We've Excuse me,
2: what? This more, yeah. Patches.
0: Yeah, so they, we have locked 3.18.1 for external testing, and our development team is now hammering away at it with a set of updated load testing tools. While load testing has always been a part of our process, we are making changes to incorporate this new method of locking and doing final load testing internally for all future releases.
1: Smart.
0: We are eager to start testing Alpha 318.2 on the PTU with all of you, potentially as early as tomorrow, Thursday. Awesome! By testing 318.2 and locking 318.1 in this way, we believe we can save time to help us reach our upcoming major milestones. This will also make space for us to create the 3.19 branch as soon as possible so we can start the process of preparing to go to PTU soon after the release of 3.18.2. It was important that we communicate this to you early so there is no confusion when 3.18.2 rolls out for testing despite 3.18.1 not having hit the live servers yet. We're excited about this approach and hope it will bring significant improvements to how we roll out our regular content. As always, we sincerely appreciate your ongoing support and look forward to seeing you in the verse. Interesting. Interesting. A lot no, of that's... people, by the way, read this as a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad yeah, thing. But they're oh.
2: releasing two at the same time. How is that a bad thing?
0: Because a lot, of the, a lot of people read it as three point eighteen point one is getting delayed instead of like to me we're going to get 318.1 sometime this week but they're hammering it with this new load testing which sounds like they're trying to essentially avoid a 318 release again
1: yeah so yeah. if if the problem is is they struggled through 318 right now they mm-hmm. now they have the they have the opportunity to pump 318.1 out which may have problems already cuz you know obviously the testing was is changing so they they're doing something to change something that didn't go right last time, or didn't go well last time, yeah. Um, or it wasn't as effective as they had hoped, and immediately following that, they're going to have to do the same thing again and expose us to another risk of three eighteen point two. I think it's absolutely smart to combine the two. Actually, make make us only suffer once, right?
0: What? Well, I- I don't think we're gonna not have. It doesn't sound like they're necessarily releasing both patches at the exact same time, but it still sounds like they're they're implementing them very quickly. I think you. Um, you'll, my guess would be
1: they'll implement three eighteen two on top of three eighteen one in the PTU.
0: No, because three eighteen one is is locked. Oh yeah, so essentially they're not going to change three eighteen one now. Yeah, correct. Correct. But I think we'll get three eighteen one, and then they'll probably test 3.18.2 for like another week or so. Yes. With the idea of trying to then quickly switch over. It, it's clear. At least for me, what I'm reading into this is, yeah. is twofold. One, they're trying to avoid what happened with 3.18. It's complex, so they're trying to smooth things out. They're trying to make yep. things better. Uh, I'm sure they're going to introduce new, feet, new stuff in those patches. Probably a new ship or something. Yep. Um, and I...
1: And, and they're trying to me the most important thing is they're trying to get back some of the time they lost yes right, right.
0: and and that, that that's the other thing is like it looks, sounds like we're gonna get a 319 on time this time right yeah and,
1: and that's a to me is a good move for this year because that means we may get the year done correctly right We may have struggled <laughs> yeah. in the beginning but they can get us back um, It also shows that we're not just going to keep plowing the same way we've done time after time after time. Um, not that they haven't, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to make it sound bad, but it's very common in, in IT to see people go through a bad a bad incident of deployment or testing and go, oh yeah, we'll just do better next time and then not change a damn thing. And then you're sitting there six months later on the next iteration trying to explain exactly what happened again. The same crap, right? Yep. Like just because someone was, someone was given things to improve. They didn't, they didn't even try. They were too busy and it just, we fall on our face again in front of the customer. Um, Yeah. I've been there enough. I don't like it and I don't suspect they like it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So I'm, I'm glad I'm, you know.
0: Well, and also I think knowing that this first technical milestone or one of the first, you know, not first, but a major technical milestone, knowing that if this was that bad and we've got server meshing down the road i think this is to also address that long-term view of how do we make sure we don't do this again right
1: i it's you know i know that a lot of people are in the it industry that probably play the game but there's also a lot that aren't and if, if you could i you know i can i've been on a couple projects that were in the billions of dollars you know even as not you know not as an important person but working in and around them and Mm. supporting different components as a project manager or procurement or whatever i was doing that that time um and the level of complexity and the 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 just on the interfaces the amount of data that's going back and forth and how frequently it's going and what services have to be running for that to be done successfully and the backups in the old days that had to be done in case you had to roll back, the the level of complexity is astronomical, mm-hmm. um, and there's no way you can cover everything. Uh, it's not the all or nothing. It's kind of like you pick your you pick your areas you're going to focus on, and you watch the areas that you're worried about um, that still remain, and then you do your best. I mean, yeah. there is a certain amount of a crapshoot in every one of them so
0: a hundred percent a hundred percent excellent a hundred (laughs) percent yes for sure
1: (laughs) for sure for sure it's
0: seven years ago i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) well um interestingly enough we actually got a dispatch from um a captain out there in the verse his name is uh captain george dumont Hmm. Uh, and he sent us his uh captain's log uh Sigard, do you mind telling us a little bit more about what this is
1: <laughs> yeah so this is uh this is my alts journey um kind of uh as he's starting out uh, he's i'll fill in his details more as we go along but he's got a regular day job he's just getting started trying to be a freelancer um so he's it's his first it's a recording of his first uh, mission uh, as a freelancer. So, uh,
0: All right. So let's take a listen.
3: Personal journal, George Dumont, March 23rd, 2953. Well, my first flight as a freelance pilot was exciting, and I even survived. This evening, I got off work and headed straight down to the transit hub. I headed straight to the spaceport. My gear was ready as I had packed my kit late last night. As expected, the port was busy, but the t must have been protesting somewhere else for once. I still do not understand their point of standing on a chair and waving your arms around. As quickly as possible, I requested my hangar and went down to see my ship. I had not seen her since her cleanup, and half expected her to look like the day I bought her on the used ship lot. True to his word, the dealer had done a respectable job of cleaning her up. She is just an aurora, yes, but she is mine, and she was looking good. Soon enough I loaded my gear on the bed and had her powered up. As I requested departure, I ran through my supplies one last time. I had my helmet, my pyro tool, along with way too many attachments, a few flares, a full med pack, some food and water. I was going to avoid testing the chicken patty dinner meal if at all possible, but you should be prepared. (laughs) Originally, I was going to bring just my Arclight pistol, but I decided to be extra cautious and also brought my Gemini C-54 with a few magazines. The upper and lower receivers didn't match, but she had been the right price. I could live with green and red mismatched colors. The ship came up to power smoothly, and the pucker went up less smoothly. Soon enough I had cleared the hangar and was burning towards orbit at 45 degrees pitch and a stately 120 meters per second. As planned, I slipped into Quantum and headed to Calliope and the Reynari kaitag research outpost. The engine ran well and better than I expect. Only time would tell if there were any hidden problems. The landing also went well but it was tough. Lots of wind gusts were kicking up dust and rocks, visibility was poor at best due to it being dark and misty i kicked on my ship light but that didn't really make much difference i finally saw the pad and settled into a nice approach and a smooth touchdown after a little deliberation i shut down the drives but left the shields on in case there was trouble i have to admit i was a little shaky after the landing and really felt the cold when i got out of the ship Minus 85 Celsius is no joke and I was kind of creepy seeing my survival time counting down. I immediately moved the cold weather suite up on my list of things to buy. Despite my worst fears there were no bandits or pirates around and things went smoothly. I was able to get into the trade building and order up 3 SCU of a without issue. My new business credit had it first charge and I was truly in business, for better or worse. After a quick coffee and look around in the lost and found box I headed back out to my ship. The loading was done, and everything looked okay. The Aurora's balance was good as the cargo handlers had shifted the crates back slightly on the loading skid. Without any additional drama I made my way back to New Babbage, landed safely, stored and serviced the ship and cashed in my goods. I must admit I never really relaxed the entire time. Given that it is space travel, I'll have to think about whether that is a good thing or a bad thing. By the time I hit my pad, I had a few thousand UC in my account and only a few hours to sleep before my next ship. Overall, it was a good trip, and I was off to a good start.
0: Excellent. So that's that's your zero to hero, right, c Yeah,
1: that's my zero to hero. I'm not doing every mission. I'm just, like, I'm I picking... I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not you, yeah. Siri.
1: Yeah, but I did. I just took notes on one of the missions I flew and kind of turned it into the story. And actually, there was a couple of things that got left out of the log. Uh, the system I was using, of course, required me to log or to sign up for a subscription just as I put in the last edited version for recording. So uh, <laughs> I had to go back in and re-edit and miss some things as I was trying to rush. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes and we'll see what the next adventure brings.
0: Well, we look forward to hearing George yes. Dumont check in um, with updates. Yes. All righty. So that brings us to tips and tricks. Um, we have a submission via our Discord by Gothic. He said, I've noticed that since 318 has launched, weapons placed in weapons racks will persist even after the ship has been destroyed and reclaimed. You're still able to pull them from the racks freely, so it doesn't appear to have some sort of graphics glitch. My vulture has blown up more times than I can count, but every time I get a new one of the weapon racks, uh, still have oh, every time I get a new one, the weapon racks still have all my weapons and attachments. I didn't notice that Gothic because I haven't blown up my ship yet, but uh, that's good to know.
1: Oh, we let like got- just Gothic just just to let you know the. Reclaimer is flying, so if you want to get on with us, man, come on. We need some more people on that ship.
0: I know he's been salvaging because he messaged me the other day and said, um, he said, uh, salvaging, it's the life, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was like, "How would you know I was salvaging right now? Are you are you that ship in, in the in the in the asteroid cluster with me? Yeah, the
1: one I'm stripping right now? That's you." The, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the gun rack. I was on my whole whole lay the other day, and it was a little bit of lag. And I went to put my gun in the rack. I said, "Oh, put my gun in the rack." Uh, you know, hit the button, the doors opened. I went to uh, load my weapon into the rack and then the rack slid forward over my hand, and the weapon fell out behind the rack, and then the rack closed.
2: Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, no. I
1: was like, crap.
2: (laughs) At least that doesn't happen in real life.
1: (laughs) No. It's like, (laughs) that holds five. Clearly has a spot behind it that works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um... um, uh... So, uh, Skyguard, any tips or tricks for folks now that we've been in 318 land?
2: When it comes to salvaging, you're probably going to want to use the larger head. Um, go for the panels that float out in space, and there'll be a multiple of 2,000 on your scanner. Um, space the heads apart of your mining beams of the vulture by holding down the left alt and using your scroll wheel. If they're just touching just touching at the edges, that's perfect, so you have more surface area to to suck stuff up, basically. Um, Sometimes the cargo grid glitches. There's nothing I found that you can really do to fix it. Um, If for some reason you're not able to get your cargo grid to appear in the sales scanner, Log out completely out of the game, then log back in. It's probably the easiest way to do it.
0: Do you Occ- occasionally
2: um, you have to take your ship out of inventory, like spawn it in a hangar, then store it again?
0: Do you notice a trend? Because like the one time I noticed that happening to me was when I had a mixture of cargo on the grid and cargo off the grid.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's usually when it happens.
0: Okay. Occasionally, it can uh, but the, then I've had it work just fine with both.
2: Now I've had the same. I think it has to do with the server FPS, right?
0: Yeah. I found it worked for me just going back to the ship because now the multi-tool is usable outside in, in um, Armistice. So I just go back to the ship and I remove all the boxes from the grid. And that worked for me. And then how are you able to sell it if they're not on your ship? They don't have to be on the grid to sell. They just have to be in the ship.
2: 12 SCUs are a lot of stuff to not have on a grid.
0: Yeah, but do you notice when you go to sell, if I, if I fill the vulture up and I have 20 boxes, 12 of which are on the grid, it won't, it'll chunk them as separate items. So it'll say, cargo grid, 12 SCU. And yeah. it'll say, cargo off grid. And two, it'll say whatever three, else you have four, left. 5
2: SU, whatever you want to do
0: yeah so if i if you remove it from the grid rather than spend the time to go snap it back on if you remove it from the grid and then go try to sell it it also works
2: hmm you got any thoughts i
1: um trying to think uh i guess you know i've had good luck selling uh, off the grids on my ships but again i'm using print so i've been selling off the aurora and the Halle, um, oh. and the few things few times i have worked with grid you know grids like on a vulture was actually on droz's ship the other day and he was having a little bit problem with the grid uh, but it was only when there was too high so eventually i was able to get all the grids working um, once I got the bottom box settled, the top would then clip into place on it, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing I noticed was that in the vulture, like I, w- I was playing with the pyro tool the other day, right? like I said, I found, uh, I guess this would be my tip and trick, is that while while he is filling the box, you can get the canister. Um, from the side of the box, right? Oh, yeah. You are literally taking the material from his box to create your canister. It is full. I thought it would be empty. It is actually full. So those canisters are only good for repair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where you buy the empty canisters and how I'm going to... Well, I know you can carry them as uh, ammunition. They clip onto your belt the same way ammo does. So... um, but I would like to carry a bunch of those around in my backpack and my thigh pouches, whatever my armor has. Um, uh, cause I think it, you know, it's, it's worth having. So.
0: Yeah. Um, another one, Ohm actually told me this the other day to, to say on the podcast, I almost forgot what it was, but he had said, um, when using the vulture, if you find that you're on a panel that, um, that uh, if you're using the wider beam to scrape the panel, if you hit that red zero material found state, if you switch back to the smaller beam, you could still scrape quite a few more things off of that panel. He said he said one or two more boxes, which I found hard to believe and I didn't test, so I don't know. But um, that's what Ohm said.
1: Um, you know what? No, I was going to let you finish. I stopped because I was going to step on you.
0: Uh, I was going to say I, ha- I had a tip or trick. So if this is a comment on Ohms.
1: No, no, nope, go. Oh, I, had a, I so, have another tip after you.
0: Oh, cool. I would say, because uh, I, I rarely submit these, right? Um, I would say a good idea if you're out there in a vulture and you're full, either you're a perfectionist and you only do the cargo grid or you filled your cargo grid plus you filled up the hold, the rest of the hold with it, you know, the aisle or whatever, um, and you still have stuff to scrape. What I do is I make a multi-tool. With I'll scrape the as much as I can. Make a multi-tool, make an additional tractor, and then I'll go put that in my um, weapons rack so that in case anybody needs one or anybody comes around and it wants to help, there's one readily available. Good idea
1: so i had uh i had two um the first one is with the reclaimer uh actually both kind of with the reclaimer but uh, one's about flying so the first one is if you're in, if you're going to use a reclaimer seriously consider bringing along a mule inside the reclaimer because if you really want to stay out there and load up the ship with scrap um you're going to have a lot of boxes and it has a lot of storage space down on the main cargo deck uh, yeah the mule will fit in the elevator. It'll travel real easy. It's easy to turn in a tight spot. It'll make moving that stuff down there a lot easier. Um, and it's kind of a fun idea, right? Kind of like a little forklift inside your ship. Um, yeah. The, the second one is we were flying it the other day, and I was I was doing a lot of the piloting. I think Jar Jar took over for me after a while. Um, yep. I found, you know, I have a setup where I can adjust my thrust with my thumb on my throttle. It just, it's pretty, you know, pretty easy to do. I don't have to think about it. It works extremely well if you're trying to like circle strafe because it makes it less jerky, right? Um, So you can, you can travel, you can travel around the object and circle strafe it much slower. The downside is, is that when you try to stop, you have less thrust. So you will oh. tend to, right? So there's a counter, there's a, a, it's counterintuitive. You would think you'd be more precise, but you're actually a little bit looser. Um, but it doesn't make it easier for you to move the ship around without disrupting your, your the guys who are, you know, stripping the metal. Uh, uh, the last piece is, is that uh, we kept trying to bring the nose up. Right. You know, raise the nose, raise the nose to see Uh, in the end the best way to do it was actually to raise the entire ship. So straight Ah. up. Right. Um, You're keeping the same distance um, and you're giving them a better shot down onto the object than you tilting your nose and letting them see straight out. Yeah. Just some that was some stuff I think we learned the other day.
0: You reminded me of one more thing um, when salvaging with the reclaimer. Bring a scout ship to find the pieces. Yes. Don't try to yeah. scan with the with the reclaimer; right. it will take too long. Right,
1: little pathfinders, and that's your little that's your, uh, your baby little way.
0: pathfinders. Yep, way way better. Or or even another yeah. uh, even a vulture would be fine. But don't don't try to th- that that took us so long that I think that's why we didn't get the most out of that excursion.
1: Well, it's our first time doing it. Honestly. And the 30
0: Ks. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you um, are right. Ex- Excellent. That brings us to. For science. Now, unlike tips and tricks, nobody submitted anything for science this week. Um, Skyguard, did you do anything for science?
2: I crashed my ship a couple of times. <laughs> How'd the, that go? The, 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 the arms on the uh, Vulture are surprisingly easy to lose.
0: Yeah, they are. Um, Sigurd, anything for science? I'm trying to think. Um,
1: you know, I nothing really jumps out at me today. Um, no, you know it's pretty pretty routine runs for me. I guess I've been just kind of running out, and running back. Um, the auroras seem to be very 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 reliable. Uh, the cutter seemed very good the other day. Um,
0: so, do you know Gothic and I had an entire conversation about how much you adore the aurora? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder today, if they're gonna make no less. <laughs>
1: I wonder if they're gonna have like a limited edition, you know, Sigard Sigard Oliveson limited edition Aurora.
0: Well, that's what that's what inspired me to call you the Aurora fanboy at the beginning of the episode. It was gothic in my conversation today.
1: I haven't even been using the L N yet. I've only been using the E S most of the time. So,
2: are, are you gonna trade all your ships in for a whole fleet of Auroras?
1: Uh, absolutely. That's all I'm going to carry on my two Krakens, Auroras.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: a backup supply for your uh, Idris when it fires its railgun. <laughs> <It's> my ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like I'm going to just name this episode you know, Aurora Fan Ninety Six. <laughs> you
1: know, there is one thing for science. I I watched someone else do the other day. Um, oh good! It deals with PTU eighteen point
3: one.
1: He was showing okay, and so it's, it's a loose connection to the aurora, but it's a very strong <laughs> connection to the type of um, planning I've been talking about for quite a while: sp- how to spread out your ships. The new ship console, when you come into the game, will not load your ships into your home of your home base. Oh yeah you have to manually download the ships that you want at your home base. And then you go to another location and you initially place your ships in those locations as you want. So it is very feasible now to start spreading your ships out like commercial, um, you know, industrial site type ships, maybe near area 18 mining ships near, you know, uh, um uh, uh, uh da- Daymar and, uh, Crusader and all that, right? So you spread your things out. Um, what that means is you're not gonna want to carry all of your stuff around. And moving moving around with little ships is gonna be very cost effective. Um mm. and and the other thing is those smaller ships that can carry a decent amount of cargo, like the Hull A could be very good about moving between places and selling things and you could live on it, right? Uh, especially when we get the whole B, which is what, three hundred and something cargo in a single person ship. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good. Um so good fuel economy, good cargo capacity, living quarters, you know. I think I think we're gonna see a need for these smaller ships to become very useful.
0: No. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I didn't have anything for science. so that brings us to Seaguard's Question of the Week. Every time I play that, though, I I am thankful this is an audio only podcast because I can't help but dance like a weird goofball.
1: (laughs) And I just stare at myself.
0: I stare at myself in the mirror. I sometimes I like sticking out my tongue and like shimmying my shoulders.
1: I sometimes I just forget that it's something I made. It's like, hey, that's pretty good music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, your question, and I'm going to read it verbatim just for fun. Oh, was, I'm sure, it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> Do you feel the generic scanner component component? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, he spelled it component. <laughs> is limiting play mining salvage pirating stealth missions? <sighs> question mark. Do you think that scanner components <laughs> is a third quarter or fourth quarter? 2023 or 2024 target.
1: <laughs> All I can say is the army was a good career choice for me.
0: <laughs> components. <laughs> components. You're saying it like you've got an accent. We got those components <laughs> in this place. We're going to do the tell push you, got components, components, and components.
1: <laughs>
2: <The push up>. <laughs> <laughs> see, 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 do you have any doohickeys in there? Well, like, I think, think
1: right. of right, oh, like a i a Bob's. Right? think
2: I'll give you two ninety nine.
1: That's right. I got a box of reticles just for you.
2: Ah, shucks. Thanks.
0: <sighs> um, what, what was the question again before we got off- up? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel like the generic scanner components that we currently have right now, are they limiting play? Um, and when do we think that the components, you know, more specialized components are going to come in the game? third quarter fourth quarter or sometime in 2024.
2: Well, um, what do you mean by generic scanning components? I don't, so like like, like, like for I ships
0: the one that we have right now the component yeah. that, the the scanner we have now that's not specialized. Oh, I didn't I scanner. didn't hear
2: scanner in there.
0: Um, I just heard yeah, components generic scanning I think. component. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you were the first to respond might, might I But add. I was pretty vague. Yeah. Yes, you were. <laughs> so why don't you clarify? You, it, just for re- record, you had said, yes, I would like specialized modes for scanners for specific vehicles. Yeah. It, it,
2: just, it seems entirely – I'm hoping sometime this year, but realistically, let's – to not get our hopes up and sniff more hobium, let's uh, say sometime next year. Um, I'd love to have, like, the Vulture, to have – to be able to tune it for more salvage-specific purposes. Um I don't think you should be able to take every chip out there and be able to do everything with it in terms of scanning wise. A few of them should be kind of generalist, not great, but not terrible. And others should
0: be able to really pick stuff apart. Yeah. Um now Sigurd, what about you? Uh, this isn't one of those sections. Geeky just his brain just went completely hot wired.
2: Yeah, did, did you uh, see that blue flash? I think that was Geeky's brain
1: failing. How
2: long's the reboot? Three minutes. Okay, we got some time. to Grab some snacks,
0: Seagard. Okay, we're good.
1: <laughs> I do think it's time. I do think it's time to see a little bit of love for the scanner world.
0: Um, uh, That's I'll add my, my point. two cents at the end. Uh, but Kanak said, with the advances that the game has made as of late, and yes, there have been advances regardless of what some say, I would think that some work on scanners should be done sooner rather than later. At the very least, there needs to be a way to filter signals on the display in order to declutter the HUD. But eventually, I expect that certain ships will have certain scanning suites and that the suites are suited. To their roles. I'm not 100% certain that I would want a system where any scanner can be fit to any ship, at least without some significant drawbacks. But ships like the Terrapin, the Carrick, the 315, and the like need to have those scanners that would distinguish them from other ships. Then eventually, ships could have military scanners, resource scanners all of which could be proprietary or perhaps adjustable depending on component boards or software suites that could be installed into the ships themselves. Um, Very thorough and um, good answer, Canuck, and I do agree with you. There have been advances. So sorry, my boss keeps texting, and it's not like... It's work-related, but it's more he's complaining about somebody. <laughs> just, just quit. Just quit. And he's using angry British words Ooh. that that we don't tend to use in the U.S. Uh, well, we use them, but it's considered a lot more derogatory. Uh, anyway, it's funny. Uh, is, I, is this still a family-friendly podcast? That's why I'm not using those words, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tuki 2D said simply giving the co-pilot a remote turret scanner would add a ton of co-op play. Uh, Yes, it would, especially for those folks who have the... um, uh, What's that ship called? Reclaimer? Well, that would be good, too, but... No, 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 uh, the uh, Constellation Aquila.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (coughs) Uh, Cinder111 said, if they were to add Specialist Scanner... They should also add waypoints so that we can return with, say, a mining ship when we finished something with a scout-slash-scanning ship. It's a good point, Cinder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Davidis Alpha said, more detailed info from high-end scanners. It always bugged me that the Aquila scans show as much info as an Aurora scanner. I'd like to see top scanners show ship details, including damage, status, weapons loadout, as well as ship contents number of people on board cargo contents um captain kieran who i had the pleasure of finally speaking with in oh. in um, parlay house for the first time oh. the other interesting day, really funny guy um said i think the current scanners are far better than they used to be that said there is a lot to do i think we are limited by the tools at hand yes I would like to see many variations of scanners, variants that are better or worse at scanning for different materials, types, distances, etc. The sky's the limit. It would be cool to have different sizes and strengths. Really hammer home on the advantages of having the likes of the Carrick with all its bell and whistles style scanners. That's right, Captain Karen. Um, and then he said, there is a lot they can do. I really hope they do do it. Uh, and then Jen annoyed said, I think scanners could go a long way to differentiating ships from the pack. Those that are equipped with the specialized arrays should allow for more than just active scanning, a passive capability that would allow for the detection of ships that actively radiate and allow for a knowledgeable crew to skirt threats or gather information without giving away their position. Giving a co-pilot, a radar operator, or a radar operator the ability to fine tune scanning parameters could be pretty cool too, especially with the engineer tuning gameplay on the way. I have a reoccurring scenario playing in my head where a cargo ship drops some boxes to get some temporary lock break to allow for an escape. I blame Star Wars. Even the Antares could benefit from something like this by making the QED slash EMP a targeted beam type ability that requires the backseater to maintain the lock for it to work. Yes, that's what we said, Gen annoyed. Love that idea. And the, the Q-ships... That and Q-ships but that is a discussion for another time. Q ships. I don't know what Q ships are.
1: Ah, uh, they're cool. They're the, they were the, they were the ships that were armed, um, and carried hidden guns basically to fight others, you know, other raiders. So, oh. Yeah. So, imagine so that was hidden artillery.
0: Ah, that was a uh, generally annoying. Uh, m- my thought just, um, you know, from what comes to mind for me, one, they showed prototypes, not probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, where they were showing how one could filter out different objects within the scanning parameters. I think, I think scanning is being worked on. I think it's tied in very intently and directly because um, they said um, radar and the um, star map are going to be one in the same could you imagine actually being able to zoom out and see
2: stuff that'd be nice yeah
0: Yeah. so i think in terms of i think we'll see that when we see the new star map get launched i think the scanners will be improved maybe they'll have some early functionality for filtering things out Mm -hmm. and then they'll start to phase in more um more variety
1: so, do you think we'll be at the level of um, industrial grade scanner A, B, C, D, military yeah. scanner A, B, C, and D? Okay.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think but, I. I don't see the reason why not. The question is, how much of it is going to be considered part of the scanner versus the computer to filter out the information?
1: Correct. Correct. Yep. Um,
0: but I, size, I. I think we'll get. Size that Eyes will make
1: a factor also distance and power and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Especially, my my concern would be if they weren't planning on doing it to the degree that we're all talking about, then what's the point in having exploration at all? Right. Right. So, I do think that'll be something. So, um, Seagard, what uh, what's the question for this week? So it's it's a
1: little bit tied to that. So, um, I was that the question is. Um, are you in favor of a scanner attachment for the Pyro tool? How far out do you think it should scan and be visible to others? Because obviously when you ping or you scan, there's a signature you give off, right? Uh, But I'm thinking more in the terms of like a industrial component, um, possibly a military component that you can use to scan, but mostly an industrial type thing. Uh, and this kind of came up from the idea of really trying to get around in the dark the other night in my in my freaking rock and it was just a nightmare. I mean, it was so dark and the lights weren't working well and uh, I was able to scan but I thought, man, if you're on foot, you're just screwed. You ain't gonna find mm-hmm. anything. Right? So that's the question. Are you in favor Excellent. of a scanner detection? And how far do you think it should scan and be visible to others?
0: Wunderbar. That is great. So um we did get a few questions from the audience. Um first up was Tuki2D. He said Will being abducted be the safest way to get into onto a cargo ship? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> what do you what do you guys think? It might be what about you, Cigar? Um
1: Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's better than being stuck in a crate.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> could, could,
2: could, could, could you imagine they put they put the uh, whole sea in game? You can only the, the closest you can do is upper atmosphere flyby or something. So, and you got to pick up your friend. All right, get the tractor beam going. Okay, get to this mountain, and jump. You suck him up, and he's flying through the air. Gear tractor.
0: Imagine a mission where you sneak on a ship in a crate. Wouldn't that be cool? But then you find <laughs> out it's the whole sea, and you're screwed. You, oh yeah, it's it's funny oh, you, yeah. man,
2: you mentioned that. You know, uh, oh gosh, um, what's that stealth the game experience? where you hide in the boxes?
0: Oh, um, uh, oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's speaking of, sorry, off topic, weird comment. Um, so they were testing some AI with Marines to spot people, and the guys hidden boxes like Metal Gear. To hide from the AI and it worked.
0: <laughs> <Bloop>. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe two-key abduction might be a, a quick way to get on there.
1: The other way is just um, to own the ship. True. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that, you know That's the fine philosophy. The door, the just door buy home. it. <laughs> yeah, the if,
2: door if you're hopes. if you're abducted, you have to worry about probings and that sort of thing. No, thank That's you. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, uh. and just for the record, on the raft, add a ladder to that front dock. Yep, 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 yep. My knees are killing me from jumping out of that thing every time.
0: Oh, yeah, because the the elevator's still funky, or just because you want <laughs> a different some, route of traversal?
1: Sometimes I just want to get out of the ship differently.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it does seem like a ladder would be perfect, right? It's got a perfect I airlock lock.
0: In a low-gravity environment, I, I'll favor the, the airlock on the Carrick rather than take the ramp so that if someone's lingering, I don't have to risk it until I get back on the ship. CM um, Fries said, could you use two tractor beams to fly? One person lifts the other, then the guy in the air lifts the guy on the ground, and so on with the bigger tractor beam.
1: I think you have to be unconscious.
0: Yeah, I think so too I don't think they'll enable that
1: So if trees If you can't, if trees don't make noise when they fall in the forest Do you still fly if you're asleep While you're doing it?
0: Yeah Yeah Uh, That makes sense Um, Let's see
1: Clearly you weren't listening
0: (laughs) I know, well (laughs) You kind of just confused me and I was like "I, I had a couple Negronis already this brain's not functioning today. Uh,
2: See If Seagard tells a joke and nobody guesses it, is it still a joke? It's still a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
1: <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Asshole.
0: <laughs> You're like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, then uh, CM Fries <laughs> said, also said, he actually has three of the questions, so four. He said, will there ever be an attachment for the rock for salvage? What do you think, Skyguard? Will there be a rock attachment for salvage?
2: I don't know how you're going to get it out. It's not like it's going to make canisters in the back or something. It might. Who knows?
0: Mm. It's like, Maybe they'll what, have what, a specialized what, rock.
2: I mean, and, and unless they really let's, let us just start tearing them down, the rock seems to be a dedicated mining vehicle. That's like asking... Uh, will the Prospector ever be able to do salvage? Yeah, good point. Do, do, do I think there's going to be a Rock-like vehicle? Possibly. Do I think the Rock's going to be it? Not a clue.
0: Yeah. What about you, Seagard? Will the Rock have a salvage attachment, or what are your thoughts on that? I, Fesh, John.
1: I think they'll make a new vehicle to do that, but it'll resemble the Rock immensely you know very closely
2: they'll make more money off a new vehicle <laughs> yeah
1: and I tell you it makes a lot of sense if the ships on the ground it makes a lot of sense to use vehicles to do it especially around yeah, the well, spaceport
0: yeah the question will be I guess I don't I personally don't know what benefit it has unless it's I I'm trying to think of why would I use that instead of a vulture cost of fuel. Perhaps. I, you I can guess draw it
1: from the pad on the state ground station?
0: Sure. I have a feeling that process will change slightly, but no. Hmm, I, I There's a good there's a good point.
1: Rare. How would the
0: ship get in the cave?
1: Bad piloting, but I'm good at that.
0: You know, that's also you know what I'm making a mistake there and implying we don't know that all salvage will be ship-based salvage in the future.
1: Well, good point. It
0: could be vehicle-based. There could be scrap areas. So, you know, maybe. Maybe an attachment. I, I think more likely, since we don't have detachable components on it right now, maybe it'll be a specific vehicle, like you guys said. Um, and then CM Fry's also said... When I go into jail, I don't get a multi-tool and I have zero credits. Is the only way to get one to kill another player and grab theirs? Does anyone know? Mm, you can buy one, clue. right?
1: But you'd have yeah, to go down have... and you have to complete some of the missions, like repair the oxygen. Um, yeah. Settings and all that junk, right?
0: yeah you need to get some you get merits by the way c m fries with spending time doing missions um so you could do one of the oxygen repair missions yeah that would be my recommendation so uh but i for some reason I always have the multi tool has that been a new problem or is that has that been a change to slow down? Prison escape. Or, you know, getting out of prison.
2: Well, if you, do, you want to talk to, about getting out of prison, it's pretty hard to. Once you get out, it's no picnic either. You've got to either
1: yeah.
2: run to the shelter and hope you survive, or.
1: I wouldn't yeah. mind if it was a mission. You had to sign up for a mission in there. Right? Well,
0: the, there's only two. Now, there's two ways to. If you're going to get out of prison, right? if you're just doing a pure escape, now you have to go to Korea to clear your crime stat. Right. So that's a whole nother, right. You know, um, challenge or you do the Rudo mission to get the data chip, which I've seen people try and complete. And that is quite a challenge. And then he'll wipe your crime stat for you. But even then it's very harsh environments and you, you know, you, you run the risk of getting shot by, by, um, security and everything. So I do, I do kind of like the fact that they made it a little harder to to have a crime stat and, and successfully play the game. So that piracy is, is a little bit more of a punishment now. Right. Right. It's
2: supposed to be hard,
0: man. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine it's going to be worse once they implement pyro, where you could freely be a pirate in pyro piracy in Stanton will probably come with a heavier toll. And I'm sure that's what, why they're starting to implement this stuff now. And then on top of that, of course, they'll start to implement those missions where, as a pirate, you're going to want to be caught so that you can get access to rep that you wouldn't from the outside.
2: Well, you're, pro- you're probably not even going to be able to truly freely be a pirate and Pyro either. Remember, there's going to be a- opposing factions. If you pirate your own faction, they're going to be pretty pissed off.
0: Oh yeah, but you know, you'll you'll be able to go against separate pirate factions. You'll be able to go against non-pirates exploring the system, or mm-hmm. as uh, our friend would call us, care bears. <laughs> yes, um, those are all the questions. Any um, any closing thoughts, Skyguard? Any anything you wanted to talk about before we said au revoir?
2: This year's been looking pretty good despite everybody complaining. It certainly seemed to be advancing faster than I thought it would. The, uh, comp- the developments, anyways, from the underground cities to the really detailed interiors they're soon to be doing. And well, I'm quite pleased with salvage, all things considered.
0: Yeah. Uh, when, now, out of curiosity, since you mentioned salvage, when do you think we're going to see vehicle munching?
2: Um. Well, it's on the progress tracker, so maybe three nineteen.
0: Yeah, maybe three. I'm gonna put my bet on three twenty. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and maybe we'll see bounty bounty hunting two point for three twenty two.
2: I I expect you'll probably see bounty hunting two when we get the new start map.
0: Yeah, that's I I a hundred percent agree that that would be. That seems like it would be almost necessary, considering that that it will Im- include the tracking aspect of the job. Current
2: bounty hunting isn't really bounty hunting. It's he, 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 Here's assassination. A, uh, it, it's, it's assassination, <laughs> and you're the guy you're assassinating has a marker stuffed inside his skull. Yeah, GPS locator, homing beacon. It's like if yeah. if, if, if you get a crime scene at the um. Whatchamacallit, uh, jump town, and somebody takes out a mission on you. Well, they know exactly where you are, doesn't mind matter if you're hiding up in the hills or something. All they yeah. gotta do is, oh, yeah, here, fly over here, shoot it up with some lasers. Okay, cool, easy 5,000,
1: whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about you, Guard? Any closing thoughts?
1: Just kind of wondering if we'll see anything on the chart tomorrow about uh, engineer gameplay.
0: Uh, today's Wednesday. So next week we'll get a roadmap update. Okay, so next week. Okay. We're getting yeah, we The sprint got, we, Last week we got the. Uh, oh, we're getting the sprint report tomorrow. Yep. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. I thought you meant on the roadmap.
1: Well, I, I actually meant the roadmap. I wasn't. I oh. used the wrong term and the wrong thought process as usual. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just worries. wondering if there's anything any hints of where they are
0: on that. I would mm-hmm. love to I think see we're that. gonna see some juicy stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course That's they're always I'm juicy. I'm hoping.
2: Probably gonna be RSI related.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll I, see I, that MISC ship. <laughs>
1: you know what I would give one last Ew, one Misk. last shout out. Um is that you know they've done a really good job of taking ships like the Reclaimer and the um and the Starfarer. And without giving them a full upgrade, they've given them really cool capabilities. They've made them fun again. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge success. I hope we see more of that.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I keep saying excellent. It's like a really bad habit. 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um I, I just want to iterate, I'm actually having a lot of fun in 3.18 despite some of the bugs now that it's smoothed out a little bit. Um, so I can only imagine how much fun I'm going to have in three eighteen one, 3.18.2, and 3.19. So exciting times ahead. Yes. Um, so if you if you had any questions to ask, anything to submit to us, um, certainly you can, can do so. Some... Can,
2: can I add one more thing? <laughs> yeah. With the, better ser- with, <laughs> with, with, with the better server FPS and the all-around all better performance of AI in general, I wonder how C Morrison going to do.
0: Oh, I can only – well, we'll have to see because, you know, that server F- FPS does run the gamut for sure. I'm guessing better, though. <clears throat> It'll be harder. I think we'll have to cooperate a lot more. It was decently hard to begin with. Yeah. But I think, I don't don't think we'll see, I don't think we'll have the same issue (laughs) as before with people running and gunning straight through to the end. I think that'll be a risky move on their part.
2: Yeah. Well, you just bring grenade launchers next time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Soon, I'm sure. Soon, TM. Um. Yeah. So like I said, email us at citizencastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc. You could submit a message through the um, anchor link that we still have available. Um, Or of course, you could join our Citizen Cast Discord. There's a bunch of channels for the different areas. It will also be where we host our live um, 100 100, uh, episode show. Uh, And then of and also you can text us or leave a voicemail on our Google voice number six, four, six, seven, eight, three, eight, one, five, four. And a, as always, as we mentioned, a little plug for the parlay house, if you're out there in the verse and maybe you're a solo player, just looking to chat with folks in between your play sessions, or even just while you're playing by yourself, if you're looking for an org, if you're looking for anyone to crew up your ship or someone to protect you or Uh, Looking to see if Slipstream can help you um, get rescued. Uh, Come over to Parlay House. It's a great place to interact with uh, players of all ilk um, while you are out there enjoying the best damn space sim the Verse has to offer. Um, Last but certainly not least, we do have several friends of the show who are content creators out there. Um, So please don't forget to watch Earth, Snorkel, and Undead Parrots videos on YouTube. Um, The music Today on the episode, uh, for the most part, as well as a, a soundtrack inspired by Star Citizen, has been put up by Admiral Cody and Calibri. Um, and of, of course, we've got our friends Grim and VMZO, who both contributed to, heavily to the Star Jump fleet viewer, but also have regular Twitch streams talking about different fleet compositions or different aspects of the game. All the links to everything I mentioned can be found in the show notes below. And that, friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. We'll talk to you next week. Speaking of Snorkel, has anybody seen him recently? Not lately. Uh I haven't actually. I wonder what he's been doing. Snorkel,
2: where are you? I miss him, buddy. <laughs> <they, laughs> even if he only really tried to break into our
0: ships. I mean, he's regularly on Discord. I haven't seen him. Not like not engaging in Discord, but he's oh, regularly yeah. on it.
2: Yeah, but I, yeah. I forget. I leave it on an accent sometimes. I just can forget about it, so. I don't
1: mm-hmm.
2: know. Yeah. Well, if you're up to summer buddy, we'd, we'd love to talk with you.
1: <laughs> I've already got my question for next week. <laughs>
2: No, no one says where, you can't do two questions a week.
0: Where in the verse is Snow or, or, or Oracle? <laughs> right. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't ring like Carmen C- San Diego.
1: Did you see the trading cards that were in Star Citizen, the uh, magazine?
0: Yeah, those were cool. And they had that.
1: Virgil armor. They had Virgil armor. Um, well, it's just highlighted, I guess. I wonder if we're going to see something from them.
0: Maybe.